Hi, and welcome to Dietless Living 360 Degrees. This podcast is a 360 degree look at life because there's more to losing weight and gaining health than just what we eat and how we exercise. I'm your host, Katie Gordon. I'm the founder of Dietless Living and Personal Health Leadership Programs, and I've been researching health, fitness, and why we get stuck in yo-yo weight loss, weight gain cycles for over 35 years. As a dietless living expert and weight loss coach, I help my clients to overcome their weight loss obstacles in six simple steps because it's actually the obstacles and challenges that we face in life that ultimately have the biggest impact on our weight and health. And today we're talking to Tammy Rolf about anxiety because Tammy suffered with generalized anxiety disorder and social phobia from the age of 14. She struggled through life trying her best to manage her emotions until at the age of 37 when she found the breakthrough that she needed. So welcome to the show, Tammy. It's really great having you with us here today. Now, Tammy, you have a great story to tell about the obstacles of living with anxiety and how you finally found a way to break through that, which is a perfect fit for this podcast. But before we launch into all of that, let's just look at life before the breakthrough. So, Tammy, the first question I really like to ask all my guests is, what's the greatest obstacle that you've had to overcome in your life and how did it actually you know, impact on you physically, emotionally, and or mentally. And how did you overcome it all? Like, how did you pick yourself up, get yourself back on track? And, you know, maybe share with us some of the lessons and insights or wisdom that you learned along the way and and how it's impacted the person you've become today. And yours is actually that you did experience anxiety for 23 years, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my biggest hurdle is overcoming anxiety and I had social phobia, which led on to generalised anxiety disorder, um, which is funny for me to say out loud because a lot of people think that my biggest hurdle would be being a single mum because that's quite a quite a, a hard thing to do. But you know what, compared to struggling with anxiety for so many years, it, it doesn't compare, you know, ha- living with this day in, day out, having to get up, having to function with all this negative emotion was just draining, absolutely exhausting. And anyone who's experienced anxiety will know just how crippling it can be. So, yeah, my biggest my biggest hurdle in life was overcoming anxiety for sure. And that would have really compounded the fact that you were a single parent, isn't that right? Like because the anxiety would have just been like pounding in on top of anything that may have been just maybe a different experience for you. So you'd think that, <laughs> but I don't know. I think because I was a single mum, it forced me to have to go out. I mean, if I didn't take my kids to school, they didn't go to school. So I kind of had to had to function so in one way it helped that and because I've um, I'm now married because I've lived the life as a single mum and I've also lived it as a, a married mum when the kids were older I've seen both sides and do you know what when I hit rock bottom was when I was married and because because on paper it's like you've got it all 
you know yeah. you've got no reason to be anxious you've got no reason to worry or to be depressed because I had a good job I had my own business I had a husband who supported me you know why have I got anxiety whereas before as a single mum is of course she's anxious she's a single mum you know she's she's got to feed those kids by herself <laughs> I you said two really interesting things in there one was that actually how being a single mum helped you with the anxiety because you had responsibilities that you had to do so it did make you get up get out of the house and go and do things and two was how the reversal of that which is when everyone goes hey your life's perfect and you know don't you feel safe where you are now you've got the husband you're looked after because for most of us um, I'm not sure what era you grew up in but mine was if you have a husband and a partner you're safe you're good to go um, and you're saying that that actually was the complete opposite for you could you walk us through a little bit of that it's because I had no reason, you know, no outward reason to be unhappy or to feel anxious. So, you know, and also I kind of used my husband as my my safe person, you know, my crutch. So then I got used to having him around with me. So if I went out socially, I needed him there because then I felt okay. So then when he wasn't there, it was even worse. So when I was single, um, you, you don't have that crutch you know you've got your kids there but they're not your crutch you've got to look after them yeah. so it kind of you know it gave me this false sense of security if you like you know I was relying on him and then if we didn't go out together or if I had to go somewhere alone it made it feel 10 times worse so the anxiety was was even worse and then I was having real bad panic attacks because he, he became your comfort zone is that really what yeah you're yeah saying, isn't it? yeah so I knew that if he was there, then if I had any panic, he would calm me down. Yeah. And I hear that a lot with clients that come into my treatment room. You know, their mum is their comfort person or their husband is their safety person. So I then have to teach them to be their own safety person because we can't rely on other people, can we, to, to make ourselves happy or safe or comfortable. No, because that just builds a little jail for ourselves. And I can relate to it because I had this a similar different similar but different situation for myself when I was with my partner for 20 years uh, it's sort of a same thing where it was knowing that I had that um person to come home to the you know uh, somebody else in my life to share the load that helped reduce my anxiety but it did keep me very much stuck in my box and then Mm -hmm. uh, after I moved on from there and decided that I would do house sitting and you know live out of a suitcase for five years sort of doing some different things and not having a home how that spiked the anxiety endlessly you know it took a long time for mm. the, my brain to get used to things so was it well people what... can I just say while you said that people need they need certainty when they've got anxiety and a lot of people they use food as that so yeah, I'm sure you come across that a lot. The people are eating to feel comfort, to feel safe, to feel certain within themselves. So, yes, you know, and to actually soothe those beasts inside, because that's really what I used to do. I didn't actually realize that I had anxiety. I, I, I just thought I had nausea all the time. 
And mm-hmm. what it was was, oh, if I eat, that goes away. Yeah. Uh, and so that was really the eye-opener for me was how how my weight and all of that actually related back to the fact that I was eating to soothe anxiety, but I didn't actually know that I even had anxiety. So mm-hmm. it's a really good point that you make. And can you tell me when you were you had your breakthrough at 37 that was while you were with your husband or before yeah when we was together yeah and because that's when I hit my bottom and then it kind of forced me to sort myself out so talk us through that what happened there what the hitting rock bottom bit yeah like how did you (laughs) how did you know you kind of got to your bottom and then what was your way of getting yourself back up and out because that's the thing that helps people understand for themselves right because there's probably listeners that have hit rock bottom or they're somewhere near there and they're looking for some clues of how to get out of where they are yeah okay so when I was about 37 I was struggling with anxiety and depression but looking at it now I was depressed because I was struggling with my anxiety and every day was a struggle like every day was hard work and that can get you down so that was causing my depression like I say I had no other reason to be down you know the I believe in the law of attraction I'd manifested this beautiful home I'd manifested a nice husband you know there was no reason to be down but what I know now is it was the anxiety it was day in day out of struggling to be okay every day so um it just it just got on top of me along with the fact that you know it didn't make sense anymore so I realized I was rock bottom when one night I was walking around my area having had vodka and a few tablets trying to decide if to continue living basically and which sounds awful and sounds selfish because I've got two beautiful children who were, I can't do my maths, but roughly like 14 and 16, 17, something like that. And at the time, I felt like they didn't need me because, you know, they were old enough to look after themselves. And at the time, I felt like there wasn't anything to live for anymore, you know. So then that was it. I was just, I was a mess, (laughs) massive panic attack. Massive, like, just, I don't know. It's hard to even remember it, but I was walking around the streets trying to decide what to do. Luckily, um, I was on the phone to my husband and he talked me around, came home. And then literally a few days later, I came across something. Oh, no, the chiropractor, my chiropractor told me to look up the, the six human needs, which is a Tony Robbins thing. Yes. And then, you know, one thing leads to another on the internet, doesn't it, when you start Google searching? Yeah. And it came up with the UPW, the Unleash the Power Within seminar. Yeah. And I had massive social phobia at the time. I mean, I couldn't handle more than two people at a time. Three was a crowd. <laughs> and to cut a very long story short, I ended up going to the seminar. It's a four-day event. There were, I can't remember, 10,000 people around. Yeah, he does not do um, small events. <laughs> no. <laughs> and literally, um, my husband, Steve, dropped me off on this Thursday I got out of the car and he gave me a kiss and he said, oh, I'll, I'll see you on Sunday. I'll come pick you up Sunday. And I said, I don't know if I'm going to be here Sunday. Like I literally still felt like I might just walk off into the sunset because I just was so overwhelmed with everything. Yeah. 
Um, I love that you and then, went on your own, though, and you didn't go with him. Well, he wouldn't have gone because yep. he doesn't believe in personal development or anything like that. So he just flatly wouldn't have gone. Um, but also, I just felt it was the right time. Yep. You know, sometimes when you just feel like you have to do something, you can't, it's not a logical thing. Yeah. You just, it's the right time. You just have to do it. And I think because I'd hit rock bottom, it just felt like it's this or nothing, you know? So I thought I'll give it a go. And it was incredible, life changing. Yes. Tony and that was the start of my breakthrough. <laughs> yeah. Because Tony Robbins events are like that, aren't they? They're long days oh, and huge. there's so much in there and the energy of everybody and him, of course. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's incredible. And so from there to here, do you still have anxiety? Did it go away or did it just give you lesser, like just reduce it and give you more tools to deal with it and more understanding? What's changed? It gave me a lot of tools and it helped me to manage it. I could change my state so I could get out of being anxious. Um, It didn't get rid of it, but it... It was life-changing enough for me to be able to go to events by myself and, you know, feel much more confident. So I suppose it helped it to some degree. But then there was always this niggle, you know, that there was still something there. So I carried on. I carried on training. I found a lady who specializes in anxiety, um, Shauna Quigley. I went on her course and that was only last year yeah really recently and um, went on her course absolutely blew my mind um because I always thought that you had to just manage anxiety and you had to just you know try and calm and breathe yourself through it or you know you have your tools and she was just like no <laughs> no you do not need to live like that and yeah so I followed her technique sorted myself out <laughs> and then that's the technique that I use with my clients now Oh, very cool. So it her technique actually stops anxiety happening? And does it. Yeah, because you, you get to the root cause, the reason. So yeah. I didn't have social phobia. I wasn't scared of people. Yeah. But we get labelled social phobia because when we're out socially, it triggers us so badly. Yeah. So it gets labelled social phobia. Um, I didn't have generalised you know, anxiety disorder. I didn't have GAD. But the thing, there were so many triggers that if you get labelled yes. with generalised. Yes. But what happens is there's just one reason, sometimes two, but, you know, there's one or two reasons why someone struggles with anxiety. And this system helps you to understand what those reasons are. And then it helps you to realise that everything else are triggers. Yeah. Like they're just all triggers. So you know, if you're worried about judgment, it's not judgment that you're actually worried about. It's the something underneath that. It's even deeper than that. Yeah. And so, and then once you undo that, you you can literally not be anxious anymore. You don't struggle with anxiety anymore. So it literally stops the brain and nervous system from being triggered. Yeah, because the reason that we feel anxiety is because there's a threat. Yeah. Our brain has realized there's a threat yeah yes and everyone not everyone the people that are suffering with anxiety they have different threats yes so you know someone's might be lonely or being on their own someone else's might be um financial fear of 
but that's a trigger. Yeah. Like it's it's so much deeper oh. than that. Yeah. So they're all those ones like financial or you know worried that you're not going to find the right relationship. They're just all triggers. Yeah. These these are like way down deeper than that. <laughs> wow. And so that sounds so interesting. So that was Shauna Quigley, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So interesting because there'd be so many people, right, listening that need to go go, that's what I want, that's what I need Mm -hmm. is to get in touch with that. And so you're now a, you've done your practitioner with that, that's what you do now? Yep, so I'm a qualified um, anxiety and panic specialist. So that's, that's who I focus on now. So rather than doing life coaching as a whole, I help people that are struggling with panic attacks, overthinking, excessive worry, things like that. Oh, sensational. And we will be giving Tammy's um, contact details at the end for anybody who wants to be in touch with her about more of that because that is the life-changing stuff, isn't it? That's obviously where you had your biggest change. You had your breakthrough with Tony Robbins and then Mm -hmm. you don't have it at all. Yeah, it's just, it's huge, but I think... You need to be in the right place to do it, Yeah. you know, mentally. You need to be in the right stage. You need to be ready to make some changes. Yep. And then, you know, so everything, I think everything happens for a reason and then one thing can lead on to another thing sometimes. Thank you for sharing all of that, Tammy, because that's really the most important aspects for all of us because I think I haven't spoken to too many people that don't have some form of anxiety, like they're somewhere on the scale of whether mm-hmm. they're having it daily and it's uh, really impacting their life or they're still getting through life and doing the things they have to do, but they're doing it managing their anxiety. Mm. And that's exhausting. It is. It, it really impacts mm. on everything about our health and our weight because it it, it does exhaust us. For some people, exhaustion leads to not eating. And for other people, as we know, you know, everyone goes, oh, I feel so, you know, tired. I'm going to have something to pick me up. So it can impact Mm. our weight the other way. But you know what? When I used to drive, I had panic attacks and they, the panic attack um, came across like a wave of sleep. So I'd be driving and have these waves of sleep. And I used to always have a bag of jelly babies next to me because I used to think that I was just tired. So I'd be having loads of sugar, trying to wake myself up when it was it was anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I can relate to that because every time I go to the dentist, I fall asleep almost in the dentist chair. And that is through the anxiety of being there. They're like, oh, you're so relaxed. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm hypervigilant. I just, my brain's going, where it's too much, have a sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. And it's funny you talked about the jelly beans because I remember always having my emergency chocolate <laughs> in mm. my handbag for those kinds of occasions where it wasn't so much always about the sleep and needing uh, the sugar to wake me up. It was uh, knowing that that, calmed me down okay if I just Mm. have the sugar my brain will go oh thank god that's good and having to have yeah my emergency chocolate you had your emergency jelly beans (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you I don't know about you but like and then you said it helped you to calm down but I was oblivious to the fact that I even was doing it for that reason you know just it's it's crazy and I used to eat 
terribly like just lived off pizza and chocolate when I was at my worst you know anxiety it messes with your head and then you just don't want to eat you just want to eat rubbish and then you feel rubbish which it compounds the whole thing right it's a nasty feedback to be stuck in and plus when we have the uh, I don't know about you but for me all the anxiety and everything because it is exhausting you don't I never had like the energy really to cook it'd be you know you make it through Mm. work week and then on the weekends and often you know this was before uber eats and all of that probably if uber eats were around then I would have been having more takeaway at night but it was you know through the week make it through the week of you know preparing meals but come Friday Friday Saturday Sunday it was always about takeaway and overeating because I was exhausted and mm-hmm. could sleep for 10 hours, 12 hours, and still wake up exhausted. Yeah. But, yes, the bad diet compounds it all. And then, of course, we drink to soothe ourselves because when we have a drink, we feel calm and relax. Oh, calm and relax is really nice. That must be the vodka. <laughs> That's mm. very good. Yeah. Yes. But it all. Yeah, I used to have a lot of alcohol to when I have struggling with social phobia. Yeah. I literally had to get drunk before I left the house. Otherwise, I couldn't have left the house because I didn't feel, you know, I f- was too panicky, too shaky to leave the house sober, yeah. you know, on a night out. I'm not talking about in the daytime. <laughs> <laughs> but, mm, you can't take my kids off me now. They're grown up. <laughs> but it's true, right? I used to be in a similar situation is that, yeah, I needed something to help me um, move through social situations. And uh, it, when I moved from having alcohol I noticed I had a compulsion uh, like when I sort of moved from using food and beverages to soothe myself to um, just noticing I still had a compulsion to hand to mouth so whether it was glasses of water I had I noticed a thing with with the with uh, I've always got a water bottle with me and I think that's Mm. part of the transition across but it yeah. used to be I noticed in um, workplace meetings all those years ago, you know, I'd be sitting there and, you know, the meeting would get kind of a bit heated or I'd have an opinion and I wouldn't be allowed to give it and I'd be grabbing that water bottle, you know, and and it, there was something mm-hmm. about the hand-to-mouth that my brain still went, stick that in your mouth and, you know, soothe that anxiety. <laughs> mm, that's interesting. Yes. So there's lots of different things and ways that manifest for all of us. Everybody's got a different story. Yeah. Yeah. So I really love that you shared all of that because that makes it more interesting now for me to ask the rest of my questions, knowing what you used to go through and, and how it was for you. So can you tell me, like, what's the biggest risk that you've ever taken and why? And was it the Tony Robbins going to Tony Robbins or was it something else? Uh, I think the biggest risk I've taken is probably deciding to be a single mum. But that wasn't the scariest risk. It was the biggest, but not not the scariest because it kind of felt like the right thing to do. Yeah. The scariest thing was... Um, deciding to become self-employed because that was like <laughs> that was really scary <laughs> um, and the Tony Robbins thing that just felt so right yeah I think because I was so low that I didn't feel like I had a choice it just 
it, it had to be otherwise I'm gonna be popping my clogs so um <laughs> yeah so it, <laughs> so yeah so I think the biggest thing was probably being a single mum because that had the biggest impact yeah and how old were you then about 24 I think uh, the kids were two and five right so really quite little yeah yeah very young and considering that you had the anxiety as well back then that would have been a major choice and decision for you I mean it's a major choice and decision anyway for, mm. for any any mum or dad but given your the anxiety and all of that kind of stuff I imagine it was not an easy decision to make yeah it wasn't easy um but also but I think we have the beliefs from how we grew up don't we and my mum was a single mum and I'd always seen single mums as powerful determined oh. you know I had no kind of didn't have any doubt that I wouldn't be okay because I had such an amazing role model yeah. for my mum she had five children and you know she raised them all by herself there was none of this tax credit money available to help people in those days and she just absolutely smashed it so I think that helped you know I didn't see single mums as being necessarily a bad thing yeah I love that your mum was such a great role model. Yeah, she is. She is amazing. Very, very, very strong. They did come from a different era, didn't they? My mum was the mm. same. I often say to her, you know, like, wow, how did you raise five of us on nothing? Like she's the world's best budgeter. I did not get the <laughs> yeah. budgeting skill from her, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know how she did it. We we went with like we got everything we needed. With, mm, yeah, yeah. I think she just went without a huge amounts. Yeah, my mum said the other day that she was shopping and you know she was going to buy something for herself and it wasn't on the sale and she was umming and ahhing to put it back and she's got money you know she's she's done amazing she as well as the raising us she climbed the career ladder so she, you know she's in a really good position but she was so used to that mindset of. I can't spend money on me that yeah. even now when we're all grown up, she still can't get out of that, that cycle, that yes. mindset. Which is, is an yeah. okay mindset to be in, right? Really is to, cause then you're really checking the value of what you're buying. You just maybe need to check the value against something else instead of, should I buy it for me as maybe, is it worth the money they're asking for it? Mm. But as she said, if it had been for one of her kids, she would have, not even flinched you know she yeah. got it straight away it was because it was for her so yeah she yeah. needs to keep working on the fact that she deserves it you know yes she's How entitled to spend now? money on herself uh 67 oh wow. she got loads she's still very very young well tammy can you tell us then now that we've talked about the anxiety and like I'm really interested like what have you got coming up for yourself that's actually maybe a bit of or maybe a lot of a stretch something that's really outside your comfort zone maybe even feels like another risk and why are you doing it oh no what have I got <laughs> what have I got quick no I don't honestly know if I've got anything you did uh... something today though didn't you before we got on here was that something that... Well, I don't see that as out of my comfort zone now yeah. it would have been when I had social phobia so I've just come off of a, a live being interviewed live um, in front of a lot of people but yeah I love that sort of stuff I love it <laughs> and 
that it makes me happy and it fills me up um but yeah back in the day my goodness I would have been terrified and also doing this with you I would have been probably spent a week on my notes and I probably would have rehearsed it and gone over um and I do apologize but it's not an insult but yeah I'd like looked at it like half an hour ago and I was like I can do this because I'm talking about me I'm talking to you you're lovely and like there's nothing to be worried about but yeah before it would have been well out of my comfort zone yeah. um but yeah I need to I need to book something in I don't know right. I do know what I'm going to I'm going to the spa on Friday that's out of my comfort zone I'm getting my body out in front of people <laughs> <laughs> and it's lily white <laughs> that's out of my comfort zone doing that <laughs> Is that a day spa, going for a sauna and, and jacuzzi and all we're that? Going for, we're going for the weekend. So it's got a spa and it's got um, a disco club attached to it. So it's like a whole little mini mini trip out. Oh, how delightful. Mm-hmm. I can tell you a funny story about a, a spa I went to, just like a, you know, a sauna um, jacuzzi type deal I went to in Germany mm-hmm. when I was house sitting um talking about getting your little white bodies out so I did this house sit and it was in a small little village in Germany and the lady said oh you know the, there's this great spa in town you should go there while you're here so I did popped in there walked in you know managed to get my ticket and stuff because I don't speak any German got in you know changed into my bikini put everything in the locker walk through the turnstiles to go out to the back because I had no idea. I'd only ever been to like public pool type spas and things, but this Mm. was actually, you know, they had a bar and a restaurant and and the uh, sauna and everything was right there and also people sitting around having coffees and sitting in the restaurant and sitting on bar stools and stuff. And I came through the turnstiles and I walked up and everybody was naked right and I just went oh I'm (laughs) overdressed (laughs) but because they were all just milling around that's what the it is for Germans they don't have a problem with nudity and I thought Mm -hmm. well I can either run away which was my first instinct go back Mm -hmm. to the turnstiles except I don't think you had to go through and around like it was like (laughs) that sort of a thing (laughs) or I can just you know enjoy it nobody knows me so that's okay (laughs) Oh my goodness! You done it. I did. I stayed. I that got out so of my brave. Box, put them with my towel. Went and sat in the sauna. Uh, in the they had a little jacuzzi spot there, and then I wanted to go through to the pool because I said, "Oh, there's a you know there was a sign pool through there," and I thought, "Oh, that'd be nice. Going to have a nice cool swim." So I went through that turnstile, still with my bikini in my hand. And got through to the other side. Well, on the other side, they were all dressed, weren't they? (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't get it right. That's even worse. (laughs) I know. Hello. Hi. I'm the tourist. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you are. That would have traumatized me for life, I think. (laughs) I don't think there's enough therapists that could save that. Well, you know, just the only good thing was that I knew nobody, nobody knew me, so all good. My my humiliation and embarrassment were all mine until I put it on Facebook. <laughs> uh, so brave. Oh well, you can either uh-huh. run away or stay, can't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> well, when you get a, uh, if you have any other big scary things that come up, 
that you are going outside your comfort zone, I would love to have you back on mm -hmm. for that. So oh, Demi, okay, I'll have to get planning. Yes, you get planning. That's the whole point. Mm -hmm. Tammy, can you tell me what fun looks like for you? Fun is, I suppose, fun is going to the spa for the weekend with some friends. And do you know what? I'm just, I'm, I'm a bit of a personal development nerd. I just love it. That it makes, it makes life worth living. I love personal development. I love learning. I love courses. I love being around people who love learning. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so fun for me is when I'm working with someone and we're seeing progress and when I'm working with someone on myself and I'm seeing progress. So that for me is fun. I agree. Best fun ever. And mm -hmm. so what do you do for relaxation? Um, I like to go away for the weekend to the seaside. Yeah. Um, so we go away quite a lot to do that and just walk in by the beach. Um, I like to bake as well. So um, I bake cakes and then I eat them. <laughs> so I try not to bake too much. <laughs> uh, what else do I do? Relaxing. Oh. I've, I've just got new kittens. Oh, have you? Um, so that's, I'm sure it will be relaxing at some point. But yeah, literally <laughs> got them a few days ago. At the moment, it's mayhem. It's crazy here. Um, well, you know, yeah, I love cats well. watching cat videos is one of the fastest ways to relax, like to have relaxation. So really? having two kittens in your house, I guess there's a difference between watching them on YouTube and having them, you know, shred your couch. <laughs> I've got three, three kittens and their mum. Like, they were <laughs> abandoned at the vet, so we just took them on like, oh, because we're crazy. bless you. <laughs> That's so lovely. How old are the kittens? Nine weeks old. Are you going to keep them all? Yeah, yeah, because the vet wanted to give them to a family that was going to keep them all together. So, yeah, so they're in my daughter's bedroom because she moved out. Yeah. Um, and they're just running riot, like literally <laughs> all over the place in all different directions. <laughs> Have you got names for them? We haven't got names for them yet because we only picked them up yesterday. And the person we picked them up from, he he couldn't remember which one was the boy and which one was the girls. So we can't name them until we know. But we uh, could give them non-binary names, but we're going to wait. <laughs> nice. Well, that should give you lots of joy and happiness. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, it definitely makes me happy. I'm definitely a cat person. And you've had the best summer ever over there. Well, I don't know if it was the best summer, but you certainly had a hot summer over there. So you go up to the beach a lot? A little bit. Yeah. I mean... Not as much as we want. Not, we never do. I'm not a sunny person. Like, I don't. I don't enjoy being out in the heat, which is why I've got a lily white body. <laughs> well, that's all right. You won't have all the same sunspots that I have when you're my age. <laughs> oh, <But> yeah. <laughs> so we we've had we've had a nice summer. It's been that's, nice. Yes, you've had a very. We've had a, a pretty good winter. We kind of actually swapped for a change. Usually, our winter and your summer are quite the same. But this year you actually had a proper summer and we had a pretty good winter for, for Brisbane. Actually got quite cold, which was nice. <laughs> so thanks again for coming on today, uh, Tammy. It's been such a pleasure talking to you and thank you so much for sharing everything about anxiety and how you're now working with people with anxiety. And we will have Tammy's details are probably showing at the bottom of the video right now for anyone who wants to get in touch with her and work with her to get over their anxiety because it is such a big thing, such a big deal for so many of us. 
and really does impact so many people's lives. And so if anybody needs help overcoming the challenges in your life that are actually impacting your health or your weight or or your happiness, you can also send me an email and let's just get it sorted now so that you can get on with enjoying the life that you've been looking for. So we're going to say goodbye for now. And thanks again, Tammy. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you.